Becoming you beyond deconstruction. Because deconstruction isn't the end goal. Living a vibrant, soul-aligned life is. Welcome back to Becoming You Beyond Deconstruction. In today's episode, we go back for the second to the last time to the Becoming series, where I'm interviewing speaker, writer and philosopher Alex Verville. Through sharing his own deconstruction and deconditioning journey, Alex reminds us of the powerful role that the people in our lives play in shaping and moulding our faith, beliefs and life path. Many people who remain stuck in a faith or belief system not truly aligned to their soul often stay so for this very reason. And Alex shares how receiving permission to be seen as he is was the catalyst he needed to courageously pursue an authentic spirituality and life path regardless of the pull to conform of the collective they. This was another powerful conversation, which I'm really excited to share with you. There is some explicit language, so please do be aware of that. If you'd like to connect with Alex, then you can find him via his podcast or subset newsletter. They are both called The Whole Man, or you can also find him on Instagram. Links are in today's episode notes. If you love the work, please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to buy me a coffee. My name is Florence Okosogo and I will see you on the inside. Okay, so welcome to another episode and I am really excited to have Alex Burville with us. Um, I have been listening to Alex's podcast and he shares some amazing ideas which I think that listeners will just love. So the podcast is called Born Safe, which I think is a, a really interesting title anyway I'm sure you're going to talk about it um, I'm sure people listening maybe has have an idea of what it's about and what's going to unfold in it but if you can just introduce yourself Alex um, for us yeah absolutely and first of all Lawrence thank you so much for for having me and and allowing me to just have a conversation with you but uh as you said uh, my name is Alex Verville I um I'm 33 this upcoming year. I am married to a lovely uh, person who maybe some of your audience has heard as Jazz Moon on Instagram, um, who also talks about her experience of awakening and just being the infinite self, you know, or we, we like to say mm -hmm. that we are God created in the image of mm -hmm. God. So we are the little G gods. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just been on a, on my own 
like a, what I guess the world would call their awakening journey um, over the last, you know, seven, eight years. And, and for me, that looks a lot with deconstructing and looking at my own um, Christian upbringing, you know, Mm -hmm. and and evangelical Americanism, Mm -hmm. you know, really giving you a more, uh, and from the Midwest portion of of the geography of America. And uh, yeah, as you said, one of those uh, spaces that I wanted to create was a podcast called Born Saved, which that's kind of what I'm just working on now. Okay. So you've touched upon a lot there already. So um, you've touched upon this American evangelical um, and how you were raised in the Midwest. And obviously I'm not American and the whole topography oh. of of the States is something that I'm not very familiar with. But yeah. um, some of the guests that I have been speaking to are American and the deconstruction movement is very big in America. Mm-hmm. Just to set the tone, can you tell me a little bit about your own experience of Christianity? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I grew up uh, predominantly in what you would call a non-denominational upbringing. So yeah. like an American uh, topography of Christianity and there's uh, in the protestant side you know there's many many different denominations mm. you know um stemming from lutheran to presbyterian to i mean uh pentecostal which is like more of like our charismatic speaking in tongues mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of thing baptist uh and the non-denominational was something that was created uh out of that that basically you were allowed to like play almost secular songs sometimes on stage like mm-hmm. as a way of looking at god like using it was a way to get away from as much of the legalism and dogma of a specific uh, uh, like sect of Christianity as possible, but it still obviously is built upon the fact that like Jesus came and is regarded as the son of God who died Mm -hmm. for your sins and you were born apart from God. And because of that, of that of that death it's what in christianity is at least used in the theology that i grew up in called atonement he's taking your sins and now bridging the gap back so that you can have a chance of being with with god and if you don't believe this then you will ultimately be set apart from god in hell and not in heaven so that that so the the theology was still the same, you know, the, the nuance was a little bit different maybe, yeah. but, but overall, yeah. So how do you think that that impacted you to the extent that you started down the deconstruction journey? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, to be honest, it's weird. I, 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 from a very early age, I don't know. I never, it, for me, it was never so much about, like the belief of um necessarily of like the jesus narrative that like scared me or like i was never really scared of hell or Mm. it was really i had a very um i had a very patriarchal household you know so it was like my parents lived by the 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 like christian and and a lot of the world creed that isn't even christian right but that the father is the head of the household and Mm. the father's word is final you know, so I grew up worshiping actually my dad and fearing mm. my dad. He was mm. actually God more than God was God. <laughs> yeah. And so because God and Jesus was his God, 
you know, it was like, if you don't believe this or do this, then, um, then you're going to have some problems and there's going to be yeah. a lot of strife and there's going to be a lot of, uh, friction between the two of you, you know, and there's four of us kids growing up and each of mm -hmm. us had our own kind of battle and struggle with, um, with our dad. So it really, that's really where it mostly played into is that, mm -hmm. is this constant struggle of like, do I believe what he believes? And am I going to pretend or not pretend? You know, mm -hmm. I was a middle child. So I watched my two older kids struggle you know and I was like do I want that same struggle mm. you know so so that that was kind of the the main uh the main kind of container that was created for me growing up was more so I worshiped my dad as God than than okay God. so it was it was more like kind of I need to I need to keep the peace or it was um this idea of as you said, do I pretend here to keep the mm -hmm. peace or do I kind of show up as myself and really begin to think about what I believe in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay, definitely. so obviously at some point in time, you must have begun to answer that question in a way that meant that you were going away from what you were doing before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's weird because, you know, I, I feel like in in any in any uh i think for a lot of people the whole reason right deconstruction exists i feel like is because of uh, of most people they've experienced some sort of trauma or yeah. abuse yeah like yeah. In, in the setting and scenario of you know of christian church and i'll mm. call it like a lot of times i use the terminology like uh man-made christianity mm. because a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of my experience, you know, I experienced a lot of beautiful things, a lot of beautiful mm. people, a lot mm. of beautiful, true acts of what I now, you know, in a, in a more adult brain, you know, more of like a, a mature emotional person, you know, mm. now realize like we're genuine moments of faith and genuine mm. moments of belief and genuine moments of compassion and genuine mm. moments of love, mm. all based off of, you know what I mean? Like this avatar, you know, son of God character of like Jesus, the man. Mm. you know um so there was a lot of like watching actually and and sometimes believing you know definitely like in the ideology mm. and in the um and the goodness of what is like spoke more so spoken about and not necessarily done in action yeah you know yeah. what i mean um so definitely the whole concept of jesus and of like what he was all about and what he came to do um definitely like it definitely was, I was connected to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But yeah, like you said, figuring out like what was real in terms of like the ceremonial aspect of, you know what I mean? Christianity mm -hmm. and what I mm -hmm. believe that definitely uh, was a constant. Uh, yeah. Engagement of, of like, what do I really want to show up as and who do I want to show up as? Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, yeah. At times, you know, when you're a kid, especially I think a young man, because men are are shown you our brains develop slower like in our emotional IQ yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know in our uh, up until 25 you know it's, it's we don't have the tools a lot of times emotionally to even to evenly express what we're going yeah. through you know? yeah um so for me it really was it like in retrospect it was survival at times and I would just mm -hmm. totally you know show up and pretend um to be something mm -hmm. that I actually didn't believe in or feel mm -hmm. um wholeheartedly you know connected yeah. to yeah Oh yeah, I I I hear what you're saying. That kind of that push and that pull. So you're having these moments that 
spilled through to you yeah. and I'm hearing that you're saying that there are aspects of the gospel that mm. you connected with yeah and you know I, I understand because there are aspects that I connect with as well I still kind of quote um scriptures not quote quote but scripture comes to mind I'm like oh yeah I can see it in this light yeah. now you know out of the kind of the context of religion it takes on the yeah. brand new sense yeah but when you're in those confines it can become like really scary as you you said 100%. survival you know yeah. to kind of even begin to look at things in a new way and ask those questions about who am I and who do I want to be in yeah. this setting yeah so I'm really curious what enabled you I know you kind of said okay so probably you were 25 and upwards and mm. you were still kind of maturing in yourself but was there something that made you kind of like go actually this is the time or this is the moment or now I'm ready or yeah you know. yeah the reckoning the moment. reckoning Here yeah go. the real yeah the real moment for me yeah that's a great question and um I want to just before we started recording I, I wanted to just go back a moment I love something that you said and, and anyone who's listening to this you know a lot of times um wherever you're at in your journey you know and it could be your rest of your life you have um whenever you face right or you go into your trauma or abuse whatever it is for all of us like there's going to be mm -hmm. normally a lot of anger and rage mm -hmm. that comes up you know so if you're I just wanted to say if anyone who's listening to this, if you feel that like don't feel ashamed or don't feel embarrassed or don't feel bothered that you're feeling that because that's very natural. And that mm. was something that um, I've had to go through uh, mm. a lot, you know, about mm. just the, the, this, yeah, the, and it's really just disappointment like that, that us yeah. as humans would, would treat one another in a way that uh, is to me contradictory to everything that I, I felt like we were learning. Mm. you know, about this person, at least that's supposed to be the savior, you know, like, mm. I, um, but yeah, getting back to your question, my reckoning honestly happened meeting jazz. So I met yeah. my wife at yeah. 24. Uh, and, um, I'm a firm believer that sometimes see, remembering the God in yourself, you have to see the God in someone else sometimes. And I think that's why yeah. human relationships are so unbelievably, um, quintessential to our, you know, to our spiritual journey and to yeah. our ability to see ourselves clearly. I, I just think we're all mirrors for one another, you know, <laughs> um, we, you know, right now, right. Like we're looking at each other on zoom yeah. and just like the feelings, the emotions, like I'm giving you a mirror to, to yourself and you are vice versa, giving me a mirror back to, you know, maybe what am I saying and how is that like, energetically you know what i mean feeling yeah for you definitely. so yeah yeah meeting jazz 100 it was like whoa this person that i've never seen never never even knew existed now is looking at me and she sees me for all of me not for the compartmentalized versions that i've created of myself yeah and and that's who she wants um you know in terms of uh of a genuine interaction with partnership relationship and uh yeah it, it 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 i mean it was it was it forced me to to be honest you know so that's really interesting i mean you're the first person i think that's 
ever kind of said so the the vessel of change for you was an, another person and being in relationship with um another person in that way I mean of course I think it's always about being in relationship with somebody but it tends to be the negative aspect this mm. person kind of treated me in this way and um as a result of that it opened my eyes to something else but what you're what you're saying is that jazz held up a a mirror to mm. you and you could see that she was seeing you mm-hmm. and that obviously stirred something inside of you deeply yeah deeply like it was it was so pure it was as if she was and we both have children so the example was be poignant for i think both of us but she was looking at me with those eyes of a child Mm. you know where speaking of you quoting scripture right like there's this moment where jesus is overhearing his disciples doing this whole thing of like who's the best or who's the greatest among them you know and, and he comes up to them and says you know unless you become like a child yeah you'll never enter the kingdom you know and he's not talking about being childish he's talking about being childlike like yeah childlike wonder and imagination you know um and then if you look at the other things right when he says like like the pharisees and the sadducees which were the religious teachers of the day are asking him to try to trip him up where is the kingdom you know and he says it's it's inside of you you are the kingdom right so then you go back and you say unless you become like a child you'll never enter the kingdom you'll never enter into Mm -hmm. yourself unless you return to your childlike state you know is the way that i now re-looking at it yeah yeah that's really interesting yeah because i was just going to ask you so what did that childlikeness mean to you when you when you had that encounter and you know you were being looked at as if by a child Mm -hmm. what did that mean to you what was going on inside of you why did it hit you so much I think it was the first time in so and so long you know I I couldn't even remember another time uh, that it had happened where I was an adult and someone was looking at me and I I had the freedom to to truthfully I felt the freedom to choose wow I can be me wow wow that's a gift yeah that's a gift it it, it was and is continues to be yeah and thinking about that it's no wonder then that it became an invitation to return to yourself to awaken and return to yourself Yeah. yeah wow yeah yeah so what did the journey look like you know it was pretty for us it was pretty radical i will say so we met and then within a month she we moved in together and within wow. eight months we got married <laughs> within eight months we were married and then after that we a month after we got married we so literally both quit corporate jobs sold all of our things and then moved to thailand um, to teach English as a second language. So we, we, uh, for us, it was like creating this container of like true, like it, uh, am I allowed to swear on this podcast or no? It was, it was, it was like, get the fuck away as far away from anything that both of you know 
from your childhood, from your whatever, wow. from even from wow. For, to, like, and now in retrospect, I'm really into a country that does not even, uh, does not even culturally worship the same religion that you do. Yeah, because yeah. Thailand yeah. is a Buddhist yeah. country. Um, to to truthfully give yourself the space and time to really look at every aspect of your life and how you want it to be lived and what you want it to stand for um, possible. So we, it was pretty radical for us. So for Yeah, the that's the word that came to mind. That is absolutely radical. I don't know many people that would just like sell off everything they, they own and go to another yeah. country where they don't know anything about the custom or anyone and just give themselves space to rediscover themselves basically yeah. which is what you were doing yeah 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 amazing yeah so i've heard you talk about jesus the man often yeah. as a yeah. quote i'm interested what do you mean by this okay so for me part of my deconstruction uh, process was was like really finding the difference between Christ consciousness, which I think is inside of every single human being on this planet. Uh, and like then Jesus, the man who like lived, did die, didn't die, you know, rose again, didn't rose again. I, it doesn't really matter. You mm. know what I mean? But like, mm. I think for me, for me, I, I think that the, the church and its theology, you know, makes a distinction between, like Christ, like the, like the cosmic Christ, mm -hmm. you know, and Christ, the man, I, I think in its theology, but I think in its outward expression of what that looks like, I think, I think the, the Christian church worships a man that lived and died. You know, we worship, I mean, you walk into a church and you see crosses, you don't mm. see like, like, like we worship the morbidity to me of like the, the death and the, you know, the sacrifice or something mm, like, mm. honestly, as a reminder to me, it was like, as a reminder that like, basically don't stand out, don't ask questions. Cause when you do, this is what will happen to you, but mm -hmm. you're also not God and you won't rise again. You'll just be dead. <laughs> so just take everything that we say and take everything that we do. Um, and don't question it, you know? And, and again, that's the, to me, the man interpretation of like what, and this is where it's like, I always tell jazz, like, Honestly, for me, it doesn't even matter if Jesus was there or wasn't there, but the example, you know, of it will, and who like the teaching was like, will live on forever. You know what I mean? It's the same yeah. thing with Buddha, yeah. Buddha to me. It's the same thing with Krishna. Um, and, and that's the distinction. So when you ask me like Jesus, the man, you know, um, that's a distinction for me. And it's weird. Cause then my whole, the weirdest thing about my deconstruction journey is I, it, I, <laughs> it's like the thing that that was my um shackles or was my prison i like needed that to also be my out like if that makes sense it also needed to be the thing that was my liberation so for me i actually went back and reread the bible like three times while i was in thailand like from front wow. to back because wow. i needed to re look at it with the, the, eye, the new eyes that i had yeah you know what i mean and yeah. interpret it for myself and say, okay, yeah. like I said, like, like I was just sharing about what is the kingdom? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I had never heard it like that before. Yeah. Or yeah. really understanding like, yeah, these different things like, okay, so th that's what it meant, you know, to yeah. me. Again, yeah. I'm not going to claim to, you know, be like a authority on theology, but I don't really care because 
to me, then it made sense why you would see like, for instance, like during the Vietnam War, South Vietnamese monks would light themselves on fire, right? like as an example to the world that like this war is not something that's supposed to be happening. And they did it right peacefully. They weren't like screaming in agony. They weren't, you know what I mean? Like, why did I do this? Why did I light myself on fire? They, they died because they had peace, right? And mm. to me, it started to make sense. Like, okay, we are peaceful about the things that we are so sure of. It doesn't matter. Mm. Mm. And, and that's why it's very interesting to me now, right? In retrospect, when people get so defensive and so hostile about having a simple disagreement of belief or a simple disagreement yeah. of yeah. yeah you know, of, uh, yeah. Like, what is it all about? Like, if someone disagrees with you, like, okay, that's okay. Like, why, <laughs> why is that to like, we're about to throw blows physically Like yeah, to me? Yeah. yeah as I've gone along, it doesn't make, it didn't make sense. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, but that, but yeah, that, so that's where like, again, going back to your original question, sorry, I just went off the rails a little bit, <laughs> no, it's fine. but, um, yeah. And that's where like, even when Jesus would make the distinction, like he would call himself like his own self titles were like son of man and son of God. Mm. And, and, and to me, that's what he was talking about. Like, and to me, we're all God, you know what I mean? Mm. As, cre as created in the image of God, you know what I mean? And all of us agree, right? Our thoughts, our thoughts and what we think about create our reality. Like we are mm. the masters of our reality. You know what I mean? For anyone mm. who has kind of gone into like, I guess it would be called new age spirituality. That's kind yeah. of like a common held belief. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, and, and so, yeah, those are the two, you know, the two names that he gave himself. And so, yeah, for me, I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. He was, he was in two breaths. Um, identifying with his two aspects which is you know and if you're familiar with my wife's podcast it's called humanly divine and that's why yeah. her name was humanly divine which is where yeah. humans what we're divine so what i'm hearing is that this idea of son of man son of god gave you permission in a sense to start separating the two the two aspects so jesus the man mm -hmm. and the idea of christ consciousness which is something that is universal that exists within all of us all yeah. of us yeah exactly. so how does this relate back to your podcast and the title born saved i'm mm -hmm. curious yeah that's exactly that's you you got it literally it's that's what it is it's that not we're not born in sin nature we're not born apart we are already saved like there is no there's no need to pray a prayer or acknowledge anything you already are yeah. you know even if yeah. you don't know it or, or express it you already are you know um so this is so, going to be a controversial question yeah okay are you ready <laughs> yeah give it to me yeah so what's the point in your mind so what's the point of christianity or what's the point of believing i know that so many people who are destruct deconstructing struggle with this mm -hmm. question if yeah. jesus isn't about the atonement and the sacrifice why was he there what is right. the point of believing you know and i think what i can see is when this question doesn't get answered in a way that satisfies the 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 next thing is well you know 
everything that I believed was wrong. Mm. And yeah. I'm going to go over here to, uh, uh, yeah. uh, to kind of like, <laughs> God doesn't exist. And, you know, yeah. So it becomes like, it's either all of this or none of it at yeah. all. Can you speak into that? I, as I said, it's kind of like controversial. No, it's not at all. It's not at all. I don't think that's the thing. I think we think it's controversial mm. because of, and that's again, where we're at in society, where I feel like everything is a, is a tinderbox, but it's mm. really like, this is what's missing. This is just mm. like a, a, just a genuinely interesting and nice discord with one another. Um, mm. But for me, and th- and this is the beauty of this question, because to me, the point of you asked, like, what's the point of believing? It's not as a collective. It's not as a family. It's as you individually, right? Mm. That should be an mm. individual question. It should mm. not be, you know what I mean? We're justifying it from a comparison about what someone else is believing or why they believe it. It's why you believe something, right? Mm. So mm. for me, why I believe is because to me, Jesus, the man, cosmic Christ, or whatever you want to call it, like, like gave us an example that I, that I want to live as. And knowing that it's not the son of God and only the only son of God, but me also as a son of God, you know what I mean? Like Mm. I, I can do that too. Like, Mm. like this is why then I look at, okay, rereading scriptures that I didn't even know existed. Right. Like I heard growing up in church, like the thing that we want to hear from whoever when we arrive to heaven is well done good and faithful servant right this idea of like you're lower than yeah but jesus actually said to his disciples this is a real verse okay he said how can i call you servant i no longer call you servant but i call you friend because you know the master's business Mm. like you know the master's business just as i do Mm. so how can i call you servant i now call you friend right Mm. the same and then you go then you go to other verses right before he's like ascending into heaven or whatever, like his humanly body. And he's saying to his disciples, well, like, if you think what I did on earth was great, like you will do far greater things mm. than mm. I ever did. Mm. So then it's like, holy fuck. Wow. Mm. This is the, this is what it's all about is like, yeah. not, I, I'm not truly idolizing like this man, but, but using the reflection of his, tapping into his godness as man and tapping into yeah. his cosmic crisis that like i can do that in the utopian societies that we talk about and mm. living right in this place yeah he only yeah. taught one yeah. prayer thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven mm. so he wasn't saying mm. that heaven is this far away place he's saying mm. that it's now it's here mm. Mm. you know what i mean and it's possible yeah. yeah like to me then then me that being my belief like there is nothing else to, to do to me. Mm. Like then it becomes not, I'm not like doing the things that I'm doing to like appease God or like be in good standing yeah. or, you know, like try to have people look at me as pious or I'm mm. just doing it because that is what I believe our humanity is love mm. and compassion and unselfishness mm. and deep, deep respect. You know what I mean? Mm. And deep, yeah. deep, um, like uh like a a deep deep look at this life is truly bliss you know what i mean and 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 that we can do it together yeah Um, yeah that's that's a a lovely way of putting it that's really really lovely very powerful i love it that's my why (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's fair enough and i i I do resonate with that and um i know that um 
other people have similar uh, perspectives mm. about it. Mm-hmm. Just this idea of Jesus is a good role model. Mm. Um, and whether you believe that he is literally, uh, you know, the incarnate son of God or whether you believe that he was a good man, it doesn't take away from the fact that there are so many examples of how to be a good human being in the Bible. And you're right. I think that we can get really um, stuck in the, what you call the man-made um, yeah. theology aspects the christianity the dogmas the traditions the doctrines and forget that fundamentally this jesus he <laughs> died early because he was so damn rebellious yeah. you know what i mean yeah. he totally totally went against everything in that time yeah. um yeah. So yeah, that is something to remember, and I and I feel like even though that is all there in the Bible, that Christianity, Western Christianity, um, really teaches us to be afraid of making noise. Yeah, of course, of course, because that that is what the whole man-made like aspect of Christianity hinders on, mm. right? So the tribe has to teach. Like you can't interpret this for yourself. You need to interpret Mm. it as a collective Mm. because if you don't, right, we don't survive again. Mm. Like the continuation of this tribe as we'd known it and how we have thrived, you know, for the last 1700 years, because it was about 300 AD, maybe I think Mm. Constantine Mm. decided to make Christianity, you know what I mean? Like the religion of Rome, you know what I mean? And then all of its regions that it was in charge of. Um, Yeah. You know, and I think that we forget that even though, you know, these ideas of inerrancy, right? Like the Bible being like God whispered to these mm. men and, you know, um, like could be or couldn't be true, you know, but, but, but then like the order of it is supposed to be inerrant, right? And then the translations from the original Greek and Hebrew, mm. like in Latin, like where nothing was lost, you know, like it's the whole thing is like, look at humans and look at our level of proficiency of error (laughs) you know in our history like and it it's like i don't know i just think it's comical to like just i just go back and yeah i do i just laugh like not even like a condescending laugh anymore you know because i used to be condescending where i I truthfully did just think like these people are idiots but they're not they're just believing what they what their scope of experiences and their Mm. scope of environment is right like it's not even like there's not even a bad guy like we are at a point like i said where everything is such a tinderbox where it like doesn't like speaking the truth doesn't have to make someone wrong Uh, like Mm. if that makes sense like Mm. i actually was just Mm. watching a movie with my kids the other day it's called sea creature And, Mm. and the whole thing is basically based off of like this ideology that there's these sea hunters who have been taught that the monsters of the sea are out to get them and they're out to destroy humanity. And then there's this little beautiful black girl who like, whose parents actually were hunters themselves and they were killed at sea. And then it's her basically being obsessed with this, this idea that she wants to be a hunter and wants to also do what her parents did. But then they come upon a sea monster, of course, but the sea monster doesn't kill her. And she realizes, Oh my gosh, this whole like, actually maybe we brought the war to them 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there was never anything that they they thought, you know, that uh, that actually was uh, endangering us. Like the whole thing was a farce. And she says this, like, I think is the most poignant message of like what we all could believe today is that you can still be a hero and get it wrong. She says to like the other hunters mm-hmm. to get them to like, to not think like, oh my God, what have we been doing? You know, to like, just make them feel all the shame and the guilt and everything uh, that comes yeah. with maybe like having done like the wrong thing. And I have air quotes, right? Like, cause you can still be a hero and, and have got it wrong. Right. Like you can still be someone who grew up in the church and did missions work and like did this whole like thing of like preaching and, and, and you, your heart was truthfully there in that place when you were there, but now mm-hmm. you're in a different evolved state and version of yourself. And like, you know what I mean? You are the sum of your parts. You're not, you're not broken off. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. we don't, we don't Yeah, Like, do you get what I'm kind of saying? Yeah. Like, so I feel like you're touching on forgiveness. Actually. Yes. Self-forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yes. we can definitely be in that place where, you know, we have bought into the ideology and I don't know about you, but definitely for me, I, I grew up, in the church but not in the church I came from um a catholic background my mum was uh really strong about us going to mass every Sunday and I did the whole altar girl mm. thing and you know was really really involved from that perspective but it wasn't until I set off by myself um to university which you guys call college I never know why you call it college but yeah. you do um and I was exposed to um pentecostalism um the evangelicalism all the other kind of other types of christianity which my mom swore up and down <laughs> you know being diehard roman catholic no 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 we are the real church mm-hmm. but because i've always been a truth seeker and spiritually curious and spiritually hungry i wanted to see whether i could find something in in those spaces that I wasn't get getting from the Roman Catholic Church and so I entered in with my whole self yeah into those spaces again the ministry um worship team all the things you know even sometimes speaking and teaching but underneath all of that there was something inside of me that didn't sit easy Mm. that still kind of knew "Mm, something isn't fully okay here Mm -hmm. and when I did finally come out of it I I don't think I experienced guilt or shame but I can definitely understand why other people do when they spend so long buying into all of that stuff yeah. That when they come out the other side, they're like, I can't believe that I bought into yeah. all of it. The brainwashing. Yeah. The brainwashing, you yeah, know. For sure. Um, but I love the way that you you said it. In that space, in that time, you were fully, as fully as you could be into it. You believed to the capacity that you could believe. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been there. Something would have made you decide to leave when you were at capacity to leave you did leave something clicked and switched and you decided to go so yeah there's that bit of so how can I forgive myself for being in this space Mm -hmm. 
which I, I now think, think is like a cult or I now think yeah, is like exactly. creating, you know, all the issues in the world, you know, of like colonization yeah. Yeah. and of slavery, yeah. like, like it being the reason, you know what I mean? For these things like, yeah. And you um, were a part of it. I am. Yeah, I exactly. Yes, exactly. Was, so on was, in, yeah, I was basically paying for this stuff yes. to happen. Be- and, and that's the thing. And, and you're right. Like, so the first is individual forgiveness, but then, like I said, the rage of like, you still want like, like in your try and in, in your attempt, right. For individual forgiveness for anything, you know, and we could just use this as the micro to like that macro concept, right? Like when mm. we're forgiving ourselves for anything, it's like we, um, we a lot of times want to compare, right? Like what we did to like what the collective did or like what basically yeah. the worst version of that thing is. And that's really to get us, ourselves off the hook, yeah. you know, for taking responsibility for the things fully that we had just have to take responsibility for in our own life. Mm-hmm. Um, so even then like the rage that you normally will feel in this, like I said, of like, oh, but this church or this time period, they were way fucking worse than anything I did. Well, you still are part of that. Right. Mm. But that, again, like I said, does not make you, doesn't make you bad. doesn't mm. make you, like I said, it doesn't, because most of us, when we're asked the question, right? Like if, if you like who you are to an extent, even to an extent, right. Cause all of us are on the journey of like, of self-love and truthfully like loving who we are. Mm-hmm. But if you like yourself enough, right. Normally when you ask the question to someone who likes themselves, even 20%, 30%. Like, would you change anything in your life? You know, normally they say no, because they know it's a butterfly effect, right? Yeah. If I change one thing, that might mean that I might not have something else that I absolutely do love either about myself, about my partnership, about my kids, you know what I mean? About my family. Like there, there normally is that answer. And, and so yeah. that's why I say we are the sum of our parts because everything is in co-creation with one another to get yeah. you to where and who you are yeah. in this present yeah. breath. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and so that's the, that's the, that's the gift and the curse, you know, yeah. is it's, uh, yeah. and so it's not even just like a, like a rosy thing, like, or, or, or even like a philosophy where I'm saying like, oh, I don't have any regrets basically as a justification to not look at my past, yeah. but it's no, it, it really is a, it's an embodiment like, whoa, at least in this lifetime. And I say lifetime because I'm a believer of reincarnation. And again, we have that, to talk about that. <laughs> that's something that I think was when the church was founded in the man-made version of Christianity, like reincarnation was at least in the research that I've done. And there's two schools of thought, obviously, mm. but like was something that was taken out of organized Christianity. It was always mm. something that was a part of the early, you know, um, like practice and belief of like Christendom you know, or mm-hmm. Christ in them, like the initial, you know, belief. So for me, it's like in this lifetime, like I, I believe that I chose like the things that I have been engaged with and that have happened in my life. I believe that like at my, my higher God self, like chose, like, this is the perfect recipe and courses. You're right. Like you said, uni, like for me to take, for me to like to truthfully identify, like as my infinite divine self. Mm-hmm. And it's up to me in that co-creation to see beyond and this is where like the metaphor of the veil right like christ dying Mm -hmm. like in Mm -hmm. a meeting he drew his last breath in the veil right it tore so like a new a new thing was created out of that death right and this is death and rebirth so even if you're just Mm -hmm. someone who like doesn't believe in anything like but you look at things as metaphor it's like just look at the powerful imagery you know what i mean that's happening of death and rebirth and and things being born constantly right like and then we look at nature and it's like the seasons and it's like 
all of it is just trying to remind us of, to me, our, our divinity. You know what I mean? It's all just connected. And, and each of those things for each of us, it's like, how does each one of them and your own personal practice hit you, you know what I mean, to identify with that and not like our imbalanced egoic self or our imbalanced, you know what I mean, uh, yeah. programming, you know, of yeah. like, I need to take what is mine because if I don't, it means that me and mine will die. Where it's like, no, like scarcity is the greatest, like, uh, falsity or fallacy like that we've ever created as humanity like there's way more you know what i mean abundance um yeah. for all of us in everything in money in love and what like in all aspects of life there's more than enough you know i think what is touching me from what you said um is this idea of death and resurrection or death and life you know the repeated cycles of that and how we can see this in nature and uh what i saw as you were saying this was um a tree if we just look at a tree mm. every year it gets a lot another circle another mm -hmm. ring you know it's growing it's growing and growing it takes with it all that knowledge all that experience all that wisdom is stored inside of it so yeah. if we if we think actually if this happens in nature anyway this kind of like death and rebirth this continual cycle of life then maybe for me I'm thinking it's possible then th that this can also happen at a human level mm. um something that I think about is this idea of personal evolution. I know, you know, people talk about human evolution as a collective, but I also think about personal evolution. So how we are growing, how we evolving, how we are becoming. And, you know, when I first decided to um, put this together, that was going to be the original title, Becoming, mm. because the idea is that we are evolving we are becoming it we are becoming who we already are in this continual yeah. evolution upwards into into our highest self so it's really interesting that you say that reincarnation was an aspect that has been taken out and obviously this is something that we can talk about and yeah. something we can you know talk about for ages and and ages we can never fully really know but it begs the idea of if this is something that is a part of our life cycle is a part of what happens to mm -hmm. us then it changes it changes so much about how we are forced to believe in just kind of like we die and if we're if we're good enough then we yeah. go to heaven or we go to hell because a lot of i think and the other struggle that people face when they're dis deconstructing or question is what if i'm wrong that is the right. other question what if i'm yeah. wrong you know yeah and even when you're evangelizing i've been in enough you know i've been out enough times evangelizing to know that that's a killer question that you ask yeah. that you ask and you say to what somebody, if you're wrong? well yeah. well if you're wrong if i'm wrong then it doesn't matter right right but if exactly. you're wrong <laughs> where are you gonna right end exactly yeah of course of course and and yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah um 
that's so interesting you know and and it's funny that you you share like that aspect of like christianity or organized christianity uh like the evangelizing aspect because i just want to share like a funny anecdotal story about myself i used to pray and pray and pray like to that god like i mean from five to probably 15 that like god would like bring people into my life that i could like basically help become christian like thousands of times i swear to you wow. like on my knees because that was what at the end of the day my dad cared most about like so going back to like me worshiping like my dad yeah. you know what i mean as god like and not not once have i ever prayed that prayer with anyone but i prayed it earnestly and faithfully and truthfully um and so i was also just another moment for me in my own personal journey where i was like whoa i never even in all of my deepest desires i've never even had a chance to do that with anyone you know like as a as like just a laughable like <laughs> like maybe this is never was supposed to how it was supposed to be you know yeah <laughs> uh, yeah um but but to answer your question like or kind of just to also comment on it right it's like normally the organized christian you know answer is like well well even if it isn't true like at least you'd be living a life that was like you know in in alignment with compassion and with love and with acceptance of of others and non-judgment you know um like would would be like if you don't believe you know what i mean uh, that like there is more than this in any capacity right so like that's even like something that i always like even when i was still young thought like okay if this is somebody that i gravitate towards like in terms of their message and how i kind of like also want to live my life then who cares if I, if it doesn't, if it's not real, you know what I mean? Like it's still yeah. a pretty dope ass philosophy. You know what I mean? To live by. And like, that's where, right. Like those same people who don't believe in God, like it could be Nitschke or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Descartes or like any of these beautiful Aristotle, like philosophers or, you know what I mean? Like ideologies that they are living by, you know what I mean? But, but those are also, you know, like just, just philosophies. You are the one who's doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like at the end of the day, right? And that's why, like, to me, when Jesus said, like, my true disciple will pick up their cross and carry it, like, to me, I interpret that like we all are responsible for our own journeys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's up to each of us to pick up whatever it is at any given lifetime. You know what I mean? And, 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 and surrender to it, you know, and say, yeah. okay, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want and, and make the choice because yeah. it ultimately is our choice, I believe. Yeah. It's it's interesting, and probably a good place to to end is um, a scripture that I think of often is work out your salvation with fear and trembling, and for mm. me that is not what I have have been led to believe that it means, which is basically you know be afraid, be very very afraid, you know. Yeah. It's this yeah. idea that our salvation is something that we do co-create it's something that is happening yeah. right here right now all the time mm. and you know we do it with intention and and consciousness and we are a part of it and we see that we are responsible for so much more than just ourselves that mm. is the fear and the trembling and the awe because it's not just our salvation like my personal salvation yeah. it's the salvation of the person next to me the people around me not in the context of you're going to end up in heaven or right. hell, but in the context of you're here to live 
life yeah, as fully exactly. as possible and yeah. my actions will have an impact on somebody else's ability to live that way yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah each of us are the manifestation for each other yeah yeah thank yeah. you so much for your time alex i know it's like 1 30 in the morning well it's not 1 30 now it's gone to it's way after two i really appreciate your your time no, um, I honestly, it's an absolute joy. I could talk about this for hours. It's honestly, yeah, I could talk about it for hours. So thank you for, for having me. And it was, a, it was truly a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Before we close out for today, I just want to take a moment and tell you about a workshop that I'm running on the 7th of January, 2023. It's called the Sacred Soul Alignment Workshop. This workshop utilizes writing as a tool to reconnect you to your body and soul's wisdom and use that as a guide to help you start the new year and chart your way through the year in a way that is aligned to what your soul truly desires. You can find out more about this by going to today's episode notes and following the link. My name is Florence Okusogu and I'll see you on the next episode of Becoming You Beyond Deconstruction. Thank you.